0: Hello again. I am Soft Chagrin, podcast guru and president of the Podfix Network. Since revealing myself as the puppeteer of the Podfix nation, I have felt the need to be more hands-on with the day-to-day duties. No respect to Chris, Keith or Chaz. Is that his name? Sure it is. You see, when I listen to podcasts, I see the ones and zeros that make up the matrix as we know it. That is not something my master classes can teach, but rather a natural talent. In other words, I was born with a gift, and curse, for identifying great podcasters, their shows, and then exploiting them via the network. Every Thursday, I will open the Podfix archives, hand select a definitive episode from one of our network members. A true showcase of the talent that I, excuse me, that we have here at the Podfix network. Now, sit back, relax and let your ear muscles do all the heavy lifting, while you enjoy this, as the kids like to say, oldie but goodie.
1: I give it away for free.
2: (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Our guests today are longtime friends of the show, Donna Hume and Paul Shomo, the hosts of the Varmints Podcast. Each of them have joined us multiple times, and today they return for an installment of bad date stories. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. So last year we started our series of bad date stories. Uh, Donna, you reached out to me and said you have a, a couple of your own. Hmm. So you're going to go first, but then Paul actually has, also has a bad date story of his own. Is that right, Paul? Yes, that's true. Terrific, cool. Well, then, Donna, why don't you give us some background and then jump right into jump right into your stories?
1: Sure. Um. So, in 2012, I decided, along with my partner at the time, that we were going to get divorced, and uh, it. Uh, I think I I can't remember. I've never been one to sort of wait very long. I know there's people that are like, you should wait for a year before, and I'm like, well, yeah. I think i'll just date whenever i start feeling like it so how's that That, that, that's a
2: that's a very arbitrary criteria in my opinion
1: yeah yeah people have a lot of opinions that are just based on arbitrary i mean i was ready like six months after (laughs) like all right i'm done i'm ready and
2: they usually have a lot of arbitrary opinions about you
1: yes (laughs) yeah people have opinions about each other and they're arbitrary and you shouldn't listen to them too much so
2: yeah anyway so so just just further further context how old were you at the time or what year was it or kind of kind of build some context Um, around it a little bit
1: 43 i think i was okay so even better middle-aged dating which is its own kind of nonsense
2: (laughs) for sure so so this is so this is uh, five or six years ago
1: Mm -hmm. yeah okay cool yeah, so I decided since it's a brand new world, and I mean, when I was in my 20s and we were dating, it was all bars and social groups, and like, I'm a gamer, so I pretty much dated gamers almost exclusively my entire life, because that's my social group, that's who I was around, right? So um it was kind of new to me to be having to try to date People that were also middle-aged, like, oh, where do you find these people if they're single? And it just now, these days, you find them online. So I ended up registering for several different dating services. And the one that actually netted me, Curtis, the guy that I'm with now, and probably will be until I turn my toes up, um, <laughs> was geek2geek.com. And so that that was a really good experience. But the rest of them were all sort of bananas it's a very weird way to go about dating somebody
2: (laughs) (laughs) so you use some of the mainstream ones and then you used a a Mm -hmm. niche site
1: i used a niche site and got what i wanted exactly so
2: yeah that seems to make sense
1: yeah yeah so uh this was at the time i was i was writing a blog and i haven't updated the blog in a really long time and this never made it onto it but the things i'm going to talk about are the notes that i made about my online dating experience
3: so does the blog still exist
1: the blog still exists. It does. All right. Uh-huh. It's tiny uh, tiny tiny dash rage dot com. I can't remember. I'll have to look. Cool. Oh gosh, where is it? There it is. Yep, tiny dash rage dot com. There it is. It has a little picture of my cartoon guy dis with my tagline for the site, which is "Smiling keeps the murder away."
2: <laughs> cool. Bookmarked. It's a really adorable way to refer to Rage. Also.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just a tiny. Am I, I
1: have on there only small amounts of rage are in this blog. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so, so it's it's like the cutest version of rage possible.
1: It is. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Aww, I should probably a little rage. Oh, there's this blog entry on here that says this blog is not dead, and I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I also like the tagline: smiling keeps the murderer away. That's
1: good. Smiling keeps the murder away. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, dating when you're middle-aged is funky. It has a lot of the weirdnesses of, of dating when you're younger, which is, you know, those things are just eternal. Like, men for some reason thinking that if they have a cup of coffee with you, it gives them the right to touch you which is super icky, and they need to stop doing that. Just stop, 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 (laughs) But 100% of the dates that I went on, they felt that they have, they even when I paid for the whole thing, they felt that they had the right to actually touch me. (laughs) Oh, my. 100%. Like, we're not even getting here so
2: yeah there's not enough people out in the world that understand personal boundaries both physical and otherwise
1: yeah seriously so i kissed curtis on the first date but just to be clear i wanted to do that (laughs) and i asked him (laughs) right (laughs) if i
2: see it it, and that's probably the right way to do it yeah so
1: (laughs) yeah so anyway um so why don't i just start with uh um just notes on the profiles that I people that I didn't date, and then I'll move on to the people I did date. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Okay. These were people that contacted me and wanted a date. So, number one, bitter divorced guy. If the only picture that you have of yourself is one where you've got your arm around your ex, take a little trouble to at least Photoshop her out and replace her with a big stuffed animal or a potted plant or something. (laughs) Because just cropping the pic so you can see her hair in the corner of one eye is weird.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Th-
2: That's a tremendous piece of advice.
1: That guy did not get a date. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he didn't want it bad enough to learn how to use Photoshop.
3: Uh, it's details. It's the little things, people.
2: <laughs> it absolutely is.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, in a, a service like that, you're really, you're marketing yourself. So you don't want anything that is going to tarnish your brand like, you know, the former wife or girlfriend or whoever that is.
1: Yeah, and I just thought it was funny because you could see her eye, like the corner of her eye.
3: Like <laughs> like peeking in like like a creepy stalker person.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. like you really seriously had no ability to have another picture taken.
3: <laughs> this is
1: in the age of the cell phone. <laughs> so the next one was uh, a really, really old guy with no money. So this is interesting. <laughs> I know being a sugar daddy sounds fun when you're a 72-year-old truck driver. I also know that there are ladies who would like a sugar daddy, especially if he'd marry her and leave her his loot after he dies. I totally get it. I don't happen to be one of those ladies, but I'm not judging at all. You know, people live the way they live. All I'm saying is thank you for the wink, and also, if you want to be a sugar daddy, possession of the actual sugar is necessary. <laughs> well and put. I wrote a note, eyes income slot with alarm.
2: <laughs> if you draw a graph, there's got to be a direct link between age and amount of sugar. <laughs> yeah,
1: there has to be, if you want to be a sugar daddy, you know?
2: Like, like that's a perfect, that's like a perfect 45 degree curve.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They better just keep going up, you know? <laughs> and then uh, the next guy was, oh, this guy was hilarious. Super private guy. Also didn't get a date. Okay, you, the one with no picture, no income listed, every other slot filled with tell you later and a bio paragraph that consists of an essay about how you don't want your private life on the internet, it may come as a shock to you. This is not the way to get a date online.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's the guy that understands the least about online dating.
1: Oh, I just kind of thought if you transferred this behavior to a regular dating scenario, like a bar, just picture this guy crouching under the table holding up a phone number written on a cocktail napkin, like, <laughs> hoping somebody will come by and pick it up.
3: I actually feel bad for that guy because he's going down the list of things and he's saying, no, that's not going to fly. Picture, "Nah, I don't have one that works. Income, "Nah, that's not going to fly. You know, he's just, he's exhausting all his opportunities to put anything. I, I actually kind of feel bad for that dude.
1: Yeah, I but do I don't too. I mean, you. I can sort of see that you want your income private, you know, and you shouldn't be judging people on their income and blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, you want somebody that can take care of themselves and knows how to, you know, run a household. And we are in our 40s. If you don't have an income, this is important. It tells me something about you. <laughs> <laughs> You know. Okay, the next note was, uh, in general, guys the same as age as my father. Ick. Ooh. Just stop it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah. No. I, I, again, that might be sugar-related, perhaps if you had enough sugar for some people.
1: Yeah, for some people. For me, though, what I picture is my father sitting there reminiscing about Vietnam with my boyfriend. That's <laughs> No. Yeah. I can't do That's,
3: it. Is the ru- That's no boy-no. Is the yeah. rule for women the same as the rule for men where it's half your age plus seven? Is the acceptable. I don't know. Cause I
1: think, I think women are only starting to really regularly date men that are a lot younger of them, th- of them, a lot younger than them now. I don't want my boyfriend to be able to relate to my dad. So <laughs> it's just my personal fair. choice. So I like I my dad. Fair. I just don't want him to be best friends with my, with my partner. So, um, the other note I had was, uh, oh, incredibly grumpy guy. Your long list of what you don't want shows you to be picky and irritable and boring. And you're probably single for a reason. So.
2: Yeah, yeah I'd love to interview incredibly grumpy guy just to see how things worked out for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to switch to the da- the list of the guys that I actually went on dates with. <laughs> All right, boring guy. Ready for boring guy?
2: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Uh, ironically the story of a date with boring guy is actually entertaining <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but boring guy in, in, in and of himself not so entertaining
1: uh this was my note if you're a guy who does not talk it may just be a disturbing revelation to you that women for the most part do <laughs> 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 we want to know what's going on in your head we know it's not just beer and boobies so don't try that uh, bunch of excuses and sit there like a bump in a log and not participate in your own life you're telling me that the gender that pretty much invented all of the things, while well, not letting girls into the boys' treehouse, of course, doesn't have the wit to think about more than mammaries and frosty beverages? I don't buy it, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude. Well,
2: no. You actually left out a third thing that's in a man's brain, and that's a monkey with the symbols.
1: Oh <laughs> A what?
3: <laughs> the, mo- the monkey with the symbols. I don't understand that. You know, the little wind-up monkey with the with the wide eyes and the teeth and the symbols?
1: Oh, I was thinking S-Y-M-B-O-L-S, symbols. I'm like, monkey oh, with sorry. symbols? What symbols? You about? <laughs> uh, okay, this guy was funny. Capital C crazy guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the capital C is
3: for, like, really, really crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was extra crazy. So, not not <laughs>
3: delightful crazy, but kind of scary crazy?
1: He was a little bit scary crazy. Okay. Yeah, he was, uh, I, my note was, your belief that Russians can fly aircraft with their minds and how your dog has psychic powers are not particularly good date topics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell, tell us about that date that you went on with him.
1: <laughs> he was telling me about how his dog could read his mind and stuff. <laughs> and I mean, it was, like, right out of the blue. We sat down to have coffee. I, I should probably rewind a little bit. Boring Guy was incredibly cool and should have been fun to talk to because he was an astronomer. Okay? Ooh. Um, but he was like, I'm going to act all macho, you know? And I was just like, okay, I have nothing to say to you. And you should have plenty to say because you're an astronomer. And he had nothing to say. So he yeah, was...
2: Yeah, you you study space, dude.
1: <laughs> That's super interesting. You know, and you can't, like, bring that to the table? Nope, because I'm too busy being macho. <laughs> like, what?
3: Oh, those poor astronomers. They can't all be Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he had taken me to dinner. So I had to sit there and eat food for, like, an entire hour with this guy that wouldn't talk to me. It was oh. the most uncomfortable date I've ever been on in my life.
3: <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> did, did you date the inventor of mansplaining?
1: He was meant, he spent the whole date pretty much mansplaining why he wouldn't talk to me. So. Nice. Like when he wasn't, when he talked, which was not a lot. Like if you if took, broke the date into conversation, he talked for maybe five minutes out of the whole hour. Anyways, capital C crazy guy. The reason we had to go back to boring guy is because I decided after boring guy that there would be no more dinner. On a first date.
2: Ah, good call.
1: I hadn't had a first date for so many years that I had forgotten that that was a problem. So um, I I decided coffee. It's just going to be coffee. So we went to a coffee shop and sat at a patio outside. And I just sat there and I was like, hey, how about a latte? And we got a coffee. And he was like, so... What are your politics like? And I was like, okay, this is probably something to discuss. So we started talking about it. And then he started talking about how the Russians were spying on us with uh, airplanes that they could fly with their minds.
2: So, ah. Hey, yeah. when he asked you what your politics are like, did you say, I'll tell you only if we could talk about religion right after this?
1: Yeah, let's be incredibly <laughs> comfortable with this date. Let's, let's go right into the really super awesome stuff. So. And
3: then we're going to talk about how much
2: money we make.
3: poor guy he probably wanted to lead off with the russians but he figured it was too strong so just ease you into it with some nice light political talk
1: yeah (laughs) yes comfortable political yeah (laughs) well we should have had all that covered though because in your profile that you fill out for these dating sites they have all this you know i assume that you're okay with those things if you want to go on a date with me right so um So it was weird. It was a weird thing to start with. But then the Russians are spying on us with planes. They fly with their minds. And I just wondered, how would that even be accomplished? I mean, how? what does that look like? Is there just like a room full of people out in Siberia somewhere that are just concentrating really hard?
2: (laughs) I I think that's exactly how they do it.
1: (laughs) I want to fly a plane with my mind. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think they recruited like like the the world's best staring competition competitors, and they taught them how to fly aircraft with their minds.
1: <laughs> I was I switched to talking about my dogs because uh, at right. the time I had different dogs, uh, but uh, I always will talk about my pets because that's a good gauge of if I'm supposed to be with you whether or not you're an animal lover and. So I started talking about my dogs and then he immediately was talking about his dog, only he had a psychic relationship with his dog. His dog could read his mind. Of course he did. (laughs) And I was like, but you can't read the dog's mind? He's like, I'm not really very good at psychic stuff. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) Which
2: means, which means his dog could probably fly a Russian spacecraft and he could not. (laughs)
1: Exactly the same thing. <laughs>
2: it's, like, it's like you better protect your dog because the Russians are going to be after them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just had a question. Like, so you're on a date with a guy, and he brings up the Russians flying planes with their with their minds, and then he brings up the psychic dog. Is there anything he could have said or done at that point that would have made you say, eh, "I can overlook that and go on a second date with this guy"? <laughs>
1: Just kidding, maybe? Maybe if you said that. I just wanted to see how you would react. That might interest me. (laughs)
2: LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Since you're still sitting here, I'm going to go ahead and let you off the hook now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there's not much more, but this is the last couple guys are pretty fun. Uh, Oh, there was a guy called Dave that I went on a date with, and I really, really liked him a lot. But the reason that I didn't continue dating him was because he smoked. And at the time I was trying to quit smoking. I mean, I quit in 2009 and I, but I kind of fell off the wagon constantly until probably 2012 or so, 2011, somewhere in there. And he was a like smoker, like a, like a dedicated smoker. And I was just like, I cannot date this guy or I will never quit smoking because I know how this works. Wow. (laughs) And he was like, and I told him, you know, I can't uh, I can't do this because we both smoke and that's the problem. And he was like, we can quit. And I was like, no, we can't. You know that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> sloppy dude. Sloppy dude was funny.
2: Oh, <laughs> sl- sloppy dude, I already know is going to be one of my favorites. <laughs> tell us your blog entry, but also tell us about the date itself.
1: I will. Okay. So the blog entry was, gentlemen, be neat. You are middle-aged. You need to trim your nose hair, your ear hair, and your eyebrow hair. Reverse the situation. If a woman showed up on on a date with you with a crop of alfalfa sprouting out of her face, (laughs) you would probably not be able to pay a lot of attention to anything else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with that.
1: All right, so here's the thing. Most men are taller than women. If a woman looks up, she might be looking directly into your nose.
2: (laughs) God, that's a great point. I never even thought about that.
1: You have to clear the brush; <laughs> oh. absolutely necessary. And most men don't realize as they get into middle age that the ears are a problem as well. And there are yeah. there are tools available at your local Walgreens that you can pick up that will help you deal with this problem. It's not yeah. that s- difficult.
2: S- yeah, s- sadly that's true. That as, as it, you get as you get older, your it, hair grows in places it didn't before.
1: Well, it stops growing on the top of your head, right? And then it just starts growing out of your ears.
3: I
2: think it's actually receding down into your skull and out those other
3: places. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being a kid. I remember being like probably eight or nine years old and seeing my dad's friends come over with like hair sticking out of their ears and their nose and and out of like their cheekbones. Like, how does that happen? And thinking when I'm that age, that is not going to happen. Like I am gonna get some tweezers. I'm gonna maybe there'll be some lasers invented or something by that time, or some wax, and I am gonna get rid of that that business. And I, right. I I've been true to my word.
1: Yeah, good for you. Good. Yeah, it's yeah gross, Kurt's man. real good about it too. He's like got the trimmers, and he's like got to keep that stuff Ugh. on lowdown. So we're not it's just Basic hygiene.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll have unusually long hairs that'll just spread out of my forehead, you know, like around my eyebrows, but not quite in the eyebrows, so they don't they don't hide well enough. <laughs> and uh, and and Chelsea's really good about taking care of me in that regard. But but we before we do that, we always give them names, and usually it's like these old English names, like Chester, Arthur, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell us about the date itself with uh, with Sloppy Guy.
1: I I really just wanted the date to be like, so let's talk about your nose hair problem. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's talk about the hairy elephant in the room.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I want your next date with the person who isn't me to go better than this one.
2: <laughs> See, you're gonna do him a little bit of a favor. That's very sweet of you.
1: <laughs> do you a big old solid man? No, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't nice to him. I guess I should have. I, but I was just like never nope, gotta go.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, that's a lot. The uh, the very last thing I wrote down in my blog was ready.
3: That awkward
1: moment when you realize you are speaking with Dr. Jekyll instead of Mr. Hyde.
3: (laughs) Oh, no. The
1: next awkward moment when you realize it's been Dr. Jekyll the whole time. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Back away slowly. (laughs) (laughs) That was a short date. Very (laughs) short date.
2: T- t- do you remember t- t- tell us about that one briefly
1: um so I met the guy he was really good looking and um, uh, Paul knows that I have a preference for skinny English uh pale rock stars with dark hair right he, he was teasing me about my type one day I was like he's like you have a type I got it <laughs> yep
3: <Yeah. laughs> it's I do. basically Morrissey or his equivalent anywhere in that in that neighborhood
1: he, Dave, David Vinyan was my my one, but like Peter Murphy, or you know, any of the guys in Bauhaus, that kind of thing. Skinny English rock star with dark hair. So, <laughs> uh like, I've always been—that's my big type. I like that. So this guy looked like that. He looked like a skinny English goth rock star, and uh, I was like, ooh, "Ooh, pretty nice." And he had—he <laughs> was a gamer, and he was all these other things, and all the all the boxes got checked. And then I showed up, and he was just like. Creepy, 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 creepy. Just ask me weird <laughs> questions. Like, I can't even remember exactly what it was that he asked me first that kind of freaked me out. But I was like, um, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, something like, do you like Victoria's Secret or something? And I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did he Did he say anything about his dog being able to? Pilot Russian planes.
1: No, and he didn't actually, that was the one thing that was missing, was he didn't have pets. And I was like, he said, I used to have pets, and that was the end of it. Whoa, <laughs> he didn't,
2: like, no he explanation? Didn't, no
1: explanation, and I was just like, okay, that's good. Where are they now?
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> ominous.
1: <laughs> so, do you have pets? Right after telling me that he used to have pets, like who? <laughs> something like that. I can't remember. It's a really long time ago, but it was something something like that.
2: None that I'm willing to tell you about.
1: Yeah, no. It was what's none of your business. There was one other guy that had a, like a maybe a five minute uh, beer date with me, maybe fifteen minutes. But he, the only thing he had in common with me was that he had a tank full of goldfish. <laughs> 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 he, he had no conversation, and that was it. I mean, we just had a beer. And it was like, well, all right, well, good luck to you. And uh, so the guy the guy that all that we had in common was a tank full of goldfish apiece thought that it was okay for him to, like, pull me to him and try to plant a big old kiss on me.
2: Wow. <laughs> That's, wow. That's incredibly presumptuous.
1: And not even ask, just slip the hand right around the waist and da-da-da. Like, I don't know what he was picturing in his mind, like, what sort of movie hollywood moment this was that was happening in his head but i was just like you no know. <laughs> dang
2: he just felt like once you established the goldfish connection it was time to go in
1: yeah i guess so <laughs> is that a signal that i didn't know about
2: <laughs> not that i've ever heard of but who knows
1: i always thought it was just no and yes like that's you know <laughs> I've never I've never had a guy that I liked that I ended up dating and have a relationship with just presume to kiss me. They're all like, Can I kiss you? Why yes, you may. Absolutely. Please do, it.
2: sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I've had men that I've said have said, Hey, can I kiss you? And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> and they go, Alrighty <laughs> then. <laughs> Uncomfortable for two seconds, but what are you gonna do? You know? So
2: That is great. That's fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, sometimes those have been followed up with you smell like garlic because we just had a bunch of garlic, so no, yuck.
2: And then they followed up with well, what if I tell you about my goldfish? <laughs>
1: So (laughs) I know it's not a bad date story, but the ending for me, the the happy ending was that I went on the first date with Curtis. It was Columbus Day, uh, and he drove two hours from Sterling, Colorado to take me out because it was his, he teaches in the prison system, and they have, it's a state prison, so they have Columbus Day off, so um so he drove two hours from Sterling to take me out to dinner. And so we went out to dinner, and we had a date, and we talked, and the conversation was easy and flowing, and he was funny, and I think he's pretty handsome. And he, uh, he was just a stellar date. He was amazing, and we had a great time the whole time. And when the date was over, he was like... Oh, wow, that was very enjoyable. <laughs> I was like, yes, it was. Can I kiss you? And he said, yes. And that was it. And I have never been on another date with another person ever since. So um, sometimes it can work out just fine. And I think that Aww. the online process of filling out the profile, first of all, it was a really niche site. So we knew we were in the same hobbies. <laughs> and then all of the beliefs and viewpoints and everything were all covered. And animal lover and all that kind of stuff really, really well. So it whittled it down to the point where we had so much in common that it was at that point only going to be a matter of personality matches, whether the personalities were going to match or not. So, um, yeah, it was really good. So if you are a nerd and you need a boyfriend or girlfriend, geek2geek.com did really well for us. So
2: that's a great way to to end to end your part of the story. Yeah, That's that's a very encouraging way to end your story. yeah Yeah. well okay paul with that we turn to you
3: all right so my story is kind of different from donna's because i did all my dating in my early 20s and i really only had two really serious girlfriends and i married the second one so this is my last date with my first really serious girlfriend it's it's 1992 um so we'll we'll just call her Marty because that's her real name and it's been 25 years. So who cares? And there's no, <laughs> way, she,
2: and there's no way she listens to my show.
3: <laughs> I actually just had a very brief, very nice, very very awkward conversation with her about two weeks ago. Huh. So so <laughs> me and Marty we were set up by the by, by mutual friends and we got along really really well. We had similar personalities and interests and and we were drawing closer and closer to each other and and so I was head over heels for her and I, I fell in love with her and I suspected that she felt the same way and what the reason I suspected that was because when I asked her if she wanted to get married she said yes so that was great so I'm like mentally planning a life with this person and we're on the phone all the time and we're going to places together and she wanted to go to a, a Reba McIntyre concert which is not my kind of music yeah, I was, I was going to say how big of a Reba McIntyre fan were you? Not at all but, you know, when you love someone, you make sacrifices. So I bought her and her two friends and myself tickets to this Reba McIntyre show. So, the day of the concert, I go to her house to have lunch, and she has to have the big talk with me. And she breaks up with me. Uh-oh. And that came out of nowhere, and I'm just, I'm like, ugly crying. You know, I'm asking her why, and she won't give me a straight answer. And I'm, What? I'm on her couch with, like... Like, doing that ugly crying where, like, water and snot and tears are just coming out of every <laughs> hole in your face. Oh, you like, just no. sobbing. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Oh, it's terrible, man. So, I'm a mess, right? Right. So, I'm, but I'm kind of stuck there because we're waiting for her friends, and I don't know why I even stayed, but, so it's time to go to the concert, and I'm in no mood for this stupid concert. So, I go to my car, and I, I'm going to go home, and she kind of, like, puts her hand on my arm and gives me these big puppy dog eyes. And and she says like, come on, let's go to the concert. And she does it in a way that makes me think that maybe if I do this, that something will happen to change her mind. Right. That's a little unfair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing is unfair, but go
3: on. (laughs) It's pretty bad. So I shouldn't have, I should have just driven myself, but we all pile into her friend's car and we go to the, the concert and I'm like, You know, I got the thousand yard stare out the window the whole time and I'm tearing up. And, like, she's holding my hand and she's doing that little rubbing my hand with her thumb thing. And it was, like, really, really confusing. Yes. So so we get to the show and it's Reba McIntyre. And I don't remember who opened up for Reba McIntyre. I think it was, like, Brooks and Dunn. It was just not the era of country music that I enjoy. I was just there. And also... I was calibrated in the womb to be a 50 year old man. Like all my life. I'm almost there. (laughs) I'm almost there, but like all my life since I was a little kid, I'm, I'm up early in the morning. I'm in bed early. I don't like a lot of people. I don't like a lot of noise. He eats most of his meals at Luby's. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like a lot of interruptions when I'm watching or reading something or listening to music. So concerts have always been kind of a nightmare for me. And, And like I said, I'm really not a fan of this era of country music, so I'm kind of in hell right now. So, we're standing there watching the concert. Reba gets up on stage, and it's 1992, so it's her with her big permed hair and her ferret face and her sequined dress, and she's singing these songs, and she's super popular, and the show lasted about, I don't know, like 73 hours. And... (laughs) (laughs) every other song is one of those wonderful empowering i got rid of that useless guy and now i'm a free woman song oh no oh
1: man it's what it seemed like
2: anyway so So like so it's one of those things where you felt like the artist on stage was singing to you but like in the
3: worst way possible in the worst way possible and to make it worse like marty and her friends are singing along singing along to these songs loudly like loudly up on their feet so i basically just want to to die at that point and I don't have my own car and I'm not going anywhere until the concert's over so, and, Uber, and Uber doesn't exist and oh. Uber doesn't exist nor does the internet nor does the cell phone where I can just text somebody and tell them to get me out of there like I'm stuck so the one other thing about me that has been true all my life is that I'm really super sensitive to smell so any kind of off odor will make me gag so during the course of this concert we're on the We're on the floor. We're standing. Somebody nearby pukes and some of the puke gets on the leg of my jeans and I'm trying to wash it off in the bathroom, but I think some of it's in my shoe and it's still there and I'm still, I'm still catching a whiff of it. Right. That's awful. So concert's over. Concert's over. We pile back into her car. We go back to her house. She walks me to my car and we have a brief conversation. I don't know what was said or anything, and I'm thinking I can still kind of turn this around, you know. Right. So I go in for a hug and she pushes me away and it was really clear that it was over with. Oh uh.
1: my gosh. Uh. So
3: so it's like a 45 minute drive home. I'm ugly crying in my car and I have the windows rolled down but it doesn't matter because every time I have to inhale, cuz like I'm I'm sitting there driving going <laughs> and then I do this. <sighs> and every time that happens i get a whiff of vomit so then i start gagging and dry heaving oh my gosh the whole ride home was like a continuous feedback loop of crying and gagging and i was miserable for for like months and uh yeah come to find out six months later she got married to some guy not dating she got married to some other dude six six months later she was married yeah so that was the reason she broke up with me yeah. No, no. Wait a
1: minute. She had been married to the guy before she broke up with you.
3: No, she was. I think she was dating him and me concurrently.
1: Oh, okay. But and you didn't she, know that. Obviously. No, I had no idea. Right.
3: I had no idea until somebody mm-hmm. said, "Hey, Marty's getting married," and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> what? So. Yeah, she's happy and I'm happy. About a year later, I found my wife, and so everybody's happy and it worked out in the end. But I still have some Reba McIntyre induced ptsd i think
1: like <laughs> does reba mcintyre trigger you
3: <laughs> oh it does man i tell you what that it just brings everything back like that that experience like changed me as a person <laughs> oh my gosh it literally changed my outlook and viewpoint about people in general oh. yeah that 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 screwed my brain up yeah no kidding how could it not <sighs> oh <my gosh. laughs> So, yeah,
2: that's my bad date story. Well, Paul, Paul, I completely agree. That's a very bad date story.
1: <laughs> that is like, that's so, I just keep I keep wondering what's going on in her head. Like, why not just be truthful that you're dating two guys? I mean, I look, I've dated two guys at once, and there was never, ever a point at that time when I said, that, that I pretended that it was anything else. I was just like, I'm playing the field and I'm dating this guy and I'm dating you and if you want it to change, we'll <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> you know?
3: I wish I had a time machine so I could go back and tell me, just get in your car and go home. Don't go to that concert. Just get on with your life. Yeah, no kidding. Well just to just to further
2: substantiate the uh Paul, your your yours and mine theory that they were somehow connected I, I, I won't tell the story because we don't have time, but but I actually had a similar a similar experience, you know, because we're twins and that shouldn't surprise yeah. you.
3: <laughs> Somehow we're three years apart and we were still separated at birth.
2: Right. I, I believe that with my whole heart. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing that story. There's definitely some some takeaways from Paul's Uh, story, but but we don't have to summarize those because they're so stinking obvious. Yes.
3: (laughs) You would think. (laughs) To be fair, I was 21 and she was 19 and I think I was maybe her second boyfriend ever.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Gosh, she was 19 and six months later she got married. Yes. Goodness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we were both dumb.
1: Not that middle-aged and older people can't be dumb. We can be dumb. We're just dumb in new and interesting ways.
2: <laughs> we, we have more experiences to draw on for our dumbness.
1: Yes. <laughs> we can make bigger and more colorful mistakes. <laughs>
2: Big, Bigger and dumber mistakes. Yeah. Well, that, is, that is the truth. <laughs> well, fortunately, similar to Donna's story, yours ended in a, in a, in a happy way.
1: Yes.
3: It did, yeah
2: great well uh, i think that wraps it up paul donna this is uh, you guys have been on the show a few times before and it's always great and it's always fun and i think the listeners always enjoy it so uh thanks again for stopping by and this time thanks for telling your bad date stories
1: hey thanks for having us
2: thank you yeah you bet until next time we'll see you guys bye bye be sure to check the show notes for all the information on the Varmins podcast and donna's other show soapy madams you can listen to the Gravity Beard podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Gravity beard Email us at ContactThebeard at gmail.com, or interact with us and in other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you. If you got at least a dollar's worth of entertainment from today's episode, please consider supporting us via Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash GravityBeard for more details. We're also a member of the Podfix Network. Go to podfixnetwork.com or at podfix on Twitter to check out the entire lineup of terrific shows. Please also consider subscribing to Podfix Presents. It's a podcast from the collective minds of the Podfix Network where you'll hear exclusive content not available on the individual shows. Find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. This song is also by Silent Partner. It's called Above and Beyond. Both songs can be found on the YouTube audio library. Next week will be another installment of This Week Today. Then in two weeks, we'll have all kinds of awesome whatnot and stuff. So be sure to tune in for that. Until next time, this is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to.
0: There you have it, loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week, to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy.
3: This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.